Good morning, everybody. This is Rhiannon Silvashi with Boating Insider. And this morning, morning. I have got Dave Anderson and John Groundwater with the PVA. And uh, we are going to talk and talk about everything PVA, what the association is all about, um, the upcoming convention, some of the big hard driving issues that uh, everybody's kind of rallying around right now. But I really want to spend some time with these gentlemen talking about what they're doing on a day-to-day basis because they're they're pushing a lot of efforts forward. So good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good, good morning, Ryan. Doing great. How about you? Doing so well. So happy to have you guys with me this morning. So remind me where you both are based. Um, I'm in um, Alexandria, Virginia. PVA's headquarters is there. And um, uh, we've been there for... Um, I guess going on 15 years, I get, and PVA has been in the Washington, D.C. area for quite a long time. And I'm based on Long Island, on New York, in Bayshore. And I've been working in this damn industry for 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not your full-time gig, right, Dave? This is, this is what you do for fun. Uh, let's call it my part-time, full-time job sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And your full-time job is? I'm the general manager and director of operations for Fire Island Ferries in Bayshore. And we operate roughly almost 32 vessels between ferries, water taxis, tugboats, and barges. That's incredible. That is incredible. All right. So let's jump into it real quick. So talk about the PVA because I got introduced to both of you when I joined the PVA earlier this year under Vessel Vanguard and Boating Insider. Um, and recently saw both of you up in Charleston where we had the regional meeting and really stepped into that regional meeting um, completely unfiltered, very, okay, what, am I, what are we going to talk about? And a lot of the topics were really educational and eye-opening for me. Um, a lot of the small little issues that are going on out there. And then some of the bigger things that took me by surprise, obviously the safety mandates that are coming down the pipeline. Um, the whale issue really surprised me as well. And there was just so much so much conversation. So I think that it's important that we tell the world what you're doing. Um, and then I really want to drive a lot of interest towards your convention coming up in January. So, um, John, do you want to open up and kind of what is the PVA? What does it stand well, sure. for? All the good stuff. Sure. And I, you know, glad to do that. And I'll also say when you're talking about uh, Dave doing this for fun, Dave is, Dave, uh, you know, uh, is, if, uh, you know, full time, fully engaged in, in, um, running um, uh, ferry ferries on Long Island, but he's been for I think probably your entire career engaged in in work with Passenger Vessel Association on safety issues. You're a past president of PVA. You're involved in the Safety and Security Committee. Dave's been engaged in um, uh, advocacy work on Capitol Hill. So he is really, really, really plugged in. He's also a, you know, a great advocate for PVA on a lot of different levels, membership wise, uh, et cetera. So, um, he's really a good spokesperson and we're glad to have him out there, you know, beating the PVA drum. So that's my sales pitch for Dave. And, uh, I'll tell anybody that that'll listen. Um, but PVA has been around, since 1971, we represent um, U.S. flag, primarily U.S. flag passenger vessel operators in every corner of the U.S. We even have a few Canadian members. Uh, we also have as members 
um, uh, suppliers uh, to to the passenger vessel industry. That's manufacturers, um, so, uh, product suppliers, and also um, those that provide services too. So um, our organization um, is, I guess, our our main focus is representing all of our member interests, uh, vessel and associates um, on Capitol Hill um, and before the regulatory agencies, uh, including the U.S. Coast Guard. So that is our primary uh, activity. We also have um, functioning committees, which I just mentioned a second ago, one of them, the Safety and Security Committee, which has been active for many, many years. And those folks are actively engaged in um, issues, everything from LED lighting to um, crew training um, and and just you know preventing slips, trips, and falls on passenger vessels, and just on and on and on. A very active committee. We also have a regulatory committee, um, which works on issues. You mentioned one of them earlier, such as the the whale um, issue and and other uh, regular issues that are coming out of the federal regulatory uh, agencies. Um, we actually um, we do lobby on Capitol Hill. We've got a congressional fly-in that's coming up next week that will have folks. So Dave's uh, participating in that and uh, and others where we'll go up to Capitol Hill and we'll sit down with members of Congress and their staff and talk about issues facing our industry in general. So um, just in a nutshell, that's kind of what we do. Um, it's a great industry to represent. I mean, where the heck can, you know, where can you else can you get a boat ride? You know, right. <laughs> so um, it, it's a fantastic industry. It's made up of lots of folks like Dave who appreciate our work and who also are are, are experts in what they do. That's phenomenal. I remember you were saying you're going up to Washington because I was going to mm-hmm. sign up to the um, the PCVA. And mm-hmm. I was going to try and rope in a trip over to see all 32 of your ferries. And you mentioned that you were going to be over there. So, what are, Dave, what are some of the things that you're going to be talking about on Capitol Hill? Um, we haven't really quite gotten the agenda yet. Uh, John could probably elaborate a little bit more on that, of some of the issues that are pressing right now. Um, we usually don't get that agenda until uh, it would be Tuesday morning. Um, but, you know, we, we, oh, how many years have we been doing this flying, John? 10, 12 years? Well, at least a dozen years, maybe a little more. And and the, and the agenda changes, um, you know, every year that we do it. Of course, COVID was, you know, we, we went underground for a few years there. And this is our first shot back after COVID. Um, and um, it, 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 de- it will depend upon... Uh, the makeup of our groups, and we, we we put our groups together based upon you know where they're from primarily, and and then we'll we'll have we'll set up the meetings based on their sort of constituency, if you will, you know, based on their representatives, and uh, you know the Georgians will will go see you know Georgia representatives primarily, and Floridians will see Floridians, and New Yorkers will go see New Yorkers. So the issues will change. You know, if you're in Massachusetts, it may be a whale issue. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. If you're <clears throat> in New York, it may be a Coast Guard safety issue that's going on there. Um, 
And if you're in Florida, it could be illegal charters. Mm -hmm. And I think when you were at the at the Southeast Region meeting or the original Colony Southeast Region meeting in Charleston, we did talk about illegal charters and we talked about whales and we talked about fire um, suppression or fire safety issues. So it those uh, the dialogue or the conversations will be specifically tailored to each meeting and depending upon the representatives and the areas in which we're, um, you know, the, our, our folks are from or the delegates, if you will, are, are from. Imagine if you had full control of your boat, you felt safer, eliminated the unknown, and you were able to forecast and plan for your boat's upcoming maintenance instead of being caught off guard. Can you imagine knowing exactly what is installed on your boat down to the part and serial number on all of your standard and custom equipment at a moment's notice? Having instant access to your manuals while at dock or at sea and provide custom departure checklists specifically for your boat and your crew and being able to ensure the value and the pedigree of your boat with digital logs recording the full history of every event on your boat. Well, you can with Vessel Vanguard. We are the leading maintenance and safety management software in the marine industry. We work with a wide range of marine industry experts, including yacht owners, captains, ferry and tugboat operators. If you're looking to safeguard your assets and preserve your revenue, visit VesselVanguard.com and schedule a demonstration for yourself. The link can be found in the show notes below. We look forward to supporting you and your vessel soon. So, um, That'll give you, I hope that gave you a, a kind of an overview about what we'd be talking about. Yeah. And then sometimes members sneak in personal issues, you know, in their areas as well. Yeah. And we, we, um, we can't control that, but it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> so the meeting being next week, and then we have the convention, Maritime, Maritrends 2024 in January. Does any of yeah. the conversation that's going to happen on Capitol Hill drive some of the content that's going to be at the convention? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And D Dave c can probably talk about what it's like to be a delegate or an attendee there more so than I. I can talk about what it's like to put it put it all together and make it all happen. And um, and he, he could, Dave, I don't mean to no, no, not at all. throw you under the bus, but uh, in terms of that, but, but the, the, the convention, which, by the way, is January 27th through the 30th in Portland, Oregon. It's um, at the Hyatt Regency Portland and the Portland Convention Center. Spectacular venues, really a brand new Hyatt um, Regency there and, and virtually a brand new convention center. They, both of those uh, facilities are have barely been used. And they're uh, across the river from downtown Portland uh, in, a, in a great location. Um, we'll have about 100 exhibitors and probably, hopefully, 700 attendees, which will be made up of not only vessel operators from every corner of the United States, but also um, uh, 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 associate members, uh, too. So it's very focused. A lot of these associates, or vessel members, rather, are um, key decision makers in their companies. So it creates kind of a powerful grouping. Yeah. And, and we'll have 50 to 60 at least. Um, sessions and special events which cover topics on operations, safety, Coast Guard, marketing, okay. artificial intelligence is a big thing that's going to be focused on this year, um, artificial intelligence and how it affects passenger yeah. vessel operations. You know, you could stop and say to yourself, well, what? how would that be? Um, but we've got quite a few presentations on AI and, and how you as a passenger vessel operator might use this this emerging technology to improve operations 
maybe even improve marketing, improve, you know, day-to-day operations, um, hiring and retaining employees, of course, which is talked about at our region meeting. So that helps you uh, shipyard management topics, you know, how to, how to, you know, um, uh, improve, uh, your, um, uh, you know, your, your, uh, experience in shipyards, ferry topics, uh, renewable energy topics and, and on and on and on. So there's really something for everybody. Uh, the, and I'll say this, I'll wrap this up. The last day of the convention will be, um, is a new little twist we've got. I don't even know that Dave knows about this yet. Um, cause we haven't really marketed it too much, but it's, it's called, we're calling it a passenger vessel operators day. The whole day is going to be a one room kind of thing, just tailored for passenger vessel operators. And it will include presentation by coast guard, by passenger vessel operators and also vendors and suppliers. But it's, it's going to be a one room event um, and, and uh, aimed at, vessel operations specifically and and we've got that kind of stuff sprinkled throughout the convention but but really it's it's intended to be highly focused so um having said that doing that pardon the first year that you're doing that on the last day first first year we're doing that on the last day and then that that day will be followed by a uh, president's dinner and we hope everybody will stay for that and one th- the final thing that I guess I haven't mentioned is we'll have a Meritrends 2024 exhibit um, floor, which I haven't mentioned, but it's there every year. And that's really the gathering place for the convention. So we'll have food events and probably somewhere, in the, hopefully, in the neighborhood of 100 exhibitors. And um, that's always a highlight of the convention. But from an attendee standpoint, I think Dave probably can comment. There's a lot to choose from, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole plethora of, you know, seminars and events that are going on um, that are beneficial to virtually everyone. Um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes there's some overlap where you may want to attend two sessions that are going on at the same time. But, you know, if you're traveling with a group, you usually split the group up and you'll have one part of the group go to one and the other part of a group go to the other from your company that you're representing. Um, the content of the convention is absolutely excellent. Um, we do get numerous um, senior leadership from the Coast Guard that's president at the convention, which is a huge asset to um, the, the, the membership in PVA. Uh, it gives everyone that opportunity to interact with them one on one in a very you know casual atmosphere, if you would. But you know, even getting back to the congressional fly-in, um, that's a very riveting experience. We all get a chance to meet with these um, senators and congressional representatives. Um, to voice our opinions on certain bills that might be coming across the uh, the House or Senate floor. And, uh, you know, we also try to push the message home that we want to continue to see the Coast Guard funded at the existing level or even higher levels um, so that we can keep doing our job safely. Mm-hmm. And additionally, um, on the back end, on the front end, back, back end of the fly-in, um, after the fly-in is only over, um, we're having what we call a quality partnership meeting, and it is representatives of PVA. Uh, myself will be there. John Granwell will be there. Um, and we meet with the senior leadership from Coast Guard headquarters. Uh, we meet with um, admirals and, and some captains and, and whatnot. And it's a, it's a partnership, if you would, that we have with the Coast Guard that we both share ideas and work together in solving 
issues that might might be out in front of us, like things that the Coast Guard will bring to us that bothers them and things that we bring to the Coast Guard that bothers us. And we work together and try and resolve these problems. It's an extremely, extremely, I can't stress it enough, um, uh, ex- excellent meeting that we have every year. It's very important. It's a, it's a non-regulatory discussion that we have mm-hmm. and um, very important and um, really um, delivers for us. What would you say are some of the very the, the bigger issues that are going to drive some of the, the interest of going into the meeting? Obviously, having all of these topics covered, it's going to be a little, a little bit of something for everybody. You're covering a range of you know PVA operators from your you know single to smaller fleets to obviously larger fleets. So you're sure. running the gamut. But what are some of the hot topics that you're seeing pop up across the board again and again and again of we need help? We're looking for some conversation around it. What are some ideas and where can we jump in? Well, I mean, I can give you, we're, we're working on the program right now uh, for the, for the convention and, and we'll, we'll work on the program right up until, you know, the, the program opens. And as, as Dave said, we'll have government uh, folks involved, um, including the Coast Guard in the convention, which is really important. And we've gotten feedback from folks like Dave and others that says, you know, that have said, you know, it's really good for you to invite the Coast Guard and involve the Coast Guard in programming because we get a chance to talk to them offline too. We hear what they have to say at these presentations, but but we actually get to pull them aside, buy them a cup of coffee, and, and actually we get business done. We can talk about problems. We can get problems solved and things like that. So that's very powerful. Um, we'll have senior Coast Guard, certainly senior Coast Guard attend as well. So that's good, too. We'll also have senior government officials in other areas. One, for example, we're hoping to have um, the um, uh, government reps to talk about the Capital Construction Fund, which is uh, one of PVA's lobbying successes, which is, in, in, a, in a sense, a, a – um, a vessel IRA that we were able to push through Congress and where you can save um, tax-free, save money to, to make capital um, investments in, in vessel construction and improvements and those kinds of things. And we'll have a, hopefully have a government um, a representative there to talk to you, pers- talk to our members and make a presentation about how to participate in the, in the CCF or the capital construction fund. But we've got a presentation uh, about e- evolution in boat building. And we've got a, a, f- a fixed fire suppression and fire uh, detection uh, presentation. And we've got uh, one that's entitled AI powered chat box for chat bots for customer support. Um, cutting costs during a, a refit. What shipyards don't want you to know? And that's not us saying it. That's a shipyard telling you that. And increasing safety and compliance in the maritime industry with with digital support. I think I recognize a name on that. And I think it, <laughs> I, I think her name is Rhiannon. Is that right? Does Rhiannon. that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm sorry I mis- mispronounced that. You know. Um, so we have promulsion, propulsion talk topics. Oh, and here's a marine insurance. I didn't mention marine insurance. Mm-hmm. That's always a hot topic because marine insurance is something that's on the top of minds of operators year after year because the markets change. And the markets are always, um, you know, fluctuating based on 
capa- uh, insurance capacity available, insurance capacity, and um, uh, and other kinds of, uh, frankly, uncontrollable, you know, situations. Uh, we've got hiring, retention, training of crew members. Um, Oh, this is interesting. The importance of well-executed exterior vessel branding. Um, so, so, I mean, this could go, I could go on and on and on, but it's quite a diverse um, uh, program and really something for everyone. And I think as Dave said, the, the, just don't send one person, send more than one. And I'm not trying to be mercenary about this. It really makes sense because there's so much. Yeah. If you can send more than one person for your company, um, it really makes sense. And, um, you know, I remember early in my career in this business, you know, folks used to send to quote buying teams, you know, to conventions and trade shows. I think you could send theoretically a learning team, if you will, from your company. If you, can, if you can afford it, because there's just so much here. I, I don't think Dave would, would say I'm, I'm, I'm stretching the truth here, right? No, not at all. <clears throat> So one of the things that stuck out to me, um, and I'm sure you guys know, but a part of my past is I spent a good amount of time in the aviation industry and aviation technology specifically and working within regulations over there. And there you have the big conferences and then you have the smaller conferences. And what I loved about the more intimate direct conferences was like the real conversations that led to real change and real impact. So being at the regional meeting in Charleston, um, I, what I saw was, you know, you have some of these topics that are coming up and then you have the people that are every day in this industry, right? I mean, that's really who you're catering to is who's day in and day out working in this industry seems uh, been in the industry for a long time. And there seems to be a very, um, say just a, an interest around how do I implement some of these changes, right? Cause you mentioned some big things like AI coming into this industry. Mm-hmm. That, right when you said it, I was like, what does that mean? And then right. you broke it down real quickly. I was like, well, yeah, that's coming. It feels like a lot. So my dad's been in the industry for over 26 years, um, you know, turning wrenches, service manager for Sea Ray Boats. And I remember when computers hit his desk, I came home from college and he was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I know how to go out there and take care of any boat. I know how to solve a problem with a customer in the blink of an eye. But I don't know what I'm doing, you know, with these computers and I got to move all this around. And it just was very overwhelming. And this was, you know, for 10 years ago. So I'm thinking like now with all of the technology that's coming down the pipeline with Mm -hmm. AI, marketing, branding, safety conversations, um, you know, all the regulatory issues coming through. And I would how is that hitting the your the main population of the PVA? I mean, is it feeling overwhelming? What are you seeing from your everyday members? Well, like, let me, um, I should back up a little bit um, in regards to what the association is about and the convention and the regional meetings. It, it's not so much about all the meetings in general, but it is a, it is a huge opportunity for networking with other members that you may not even know in the industry, um, as well as the associate members. Um you know, you may have a problem that somebody else may have experienced somewhere down the road and it'll give you that opportunity. You can get approached or you can approach anybody else um, with your problems or your concern. And, you know, from the networking aspect of it, um, even from our associate members that are exhibiting on the exhibit floor, um, you know, a lot of these these people that are, are displaying their boots there and their product, 
they're not really there looking for sales. If they do get a sale, great, fantastic. Um, like I tell a lot of people and even a lot of the associate members that I've met over the years, you know, it may take 10 plus years or more before I may end up buying a product from that vendor. Mm -hmm. But it's a relationship that you've established with somebody there um, that will, you know, lead you to that point eventually sometimes down the road. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. And I've heard from several vendors um, that they actually get more out of the PVA uh, exhibit hall at our convention than they do at a workboat, which is held in New Orleans at the end of the month. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Dave's correct. And all the, the networking and the, the knowledge base of the industry of our is, is phenomenal. And, and the amount of uh, our, our members are willing to share, which in some industries is not the case, really. There's a competitive mm -hmm. in some industries, maybe the competitive aspect of things maybe shuts that down. Our, there is competition in our industry, but our folks are willing to share information and share knowledge across all that. And so that aspect is, you know, okay, we've got a program of 50 or 60 sessions. And of course, the social, there are social sessions, which allows us to, to all, you know, to build those relationships and to get together and to have conversations and to share knowledge. And that has always impressed me about PVA is the, is the willingness of our members, associate vessel and associate alike, to share their knowledge with each other openly. And that's a good thing. The other thing is these sessions are generally the rule is um, is 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 to to configure these in such a way as is to think about providing how to information. For example, safety management systems are coming are coming down the pike. It's going to happen from a regulatory s standpoint. So we'll have some sessions on safety management systems, and PVA has a a safety management system. Uh, called flagship, and um, you know we can we can tell you how to do it. And I, I can when you were talking about you know your father and computers, I, there are members who ask us, well, how do I do flagship? How do we do it? Well, we can tell you how to do it, and we can tell you at the convention, you know, give you advice how to do it. Plus, there's other members who have who are knowledgeable about it and, and will be able to give you their advice as to get, you know, as to get safety management um, implemented in your company. And so we're actively working on, you know, those kinds of things. The safety and man the safety and security committee is, is working on guidelines to assist members and things like that. So I sort of got a little sideways, but, you know, safety management systems and the how to, um, you know, um, aspect of, of the sessions. And of course, the, as Dave said, the, the knowledge sharing is such an important uh, aspect of, of all of our meetings and of the association as well. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring that up, actually. So it was perfect timing because there was a gentleman that was sitting just like to the left of me at the meeting and all the conversation was going around um, safety management systems. And he raised his hand. And this is what you were speaking to is it was a very authentic, very vulnerable. But he, spoke, he raised his hand and said, I don't know how to even get started. Something to the realm of that. of Like, I don't even know how to get started. Like, everybody gets right. it in concept, right? We all understand it theoretically. But what do I do when I get up from here and I go back to my operation? What do I do? And I forget the gentleman's name that was standing up there is another member of your leadership. Um, but he said, 
we have it. We have it for you. It's in the PVA website. We'll help you get through the flagship. I know Dave's pretty passionate about it and he's got his safety management system uploaded. So I saw that's what I saw was that authentic interaction and being able to say, I need some help. I know how to do this really well, but there's all this change coming through and I'm not really sure how to do it. I need some help. And that's what I saw. I was like, this is this is a pretty incredible group that's willing to say, I got you, I can help you, I'll point you in the right direction. I felt that way too. Here's the resources that you can go to. So that is incredibly powerful. It's it's genuinely the case. It really is across all aspects of PVA. I've always been impressed by that. Yeah, well, that's that's the beauty of the association too, because you know when you talk in regards to safety management systems, when you take a you know a larger company like myself, um, my safety management system is going to look a little bit different than the gentleman you're referring to, Rhiannon. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's the little mm-hmm. single boat mom and pop operation where. You know, the the operator is doing it all. You know, he's the secretary, he's the accountant, he's the mechanic, he's the operator. And, and it doesn't have to be as complex as something that a larger company might have. You can just, you know, dumb, dumb it down as much as you need to to still meet the requirements of a safety management system. And we're here to help. You know, I, I've, I've talked talk to many members about safety management systems and how to get started. Why, do, why is there a perception that to put a safety management system in place is going to be expensive? Well, I think um, it, it can be very expensive. It all depends on how far you want to take it. Um, you know, the safety management system, like in regards to the gentleman we were just talking about, he could probably, he could put that his whole, whole safety management system together in a little, you know, loose leaf binder if he wanted to. Um, or you can get even, you know, you can get more in depth and, and, and take it online to one of these online web portals. So it all depends on how, it all depends on what you want to do with it. Yeah. So when you say like it, it feels what well, I saw, I'm like it's going to be expensive to these mom and pops. I mean, that's a, that's a true concern, right? Because you don't have that money. Well, it's a, budget, it's a, right? Yeah, it's a genuine concern. And I think that the, the expense part of it is not so much um, of how the assist, safety management system is going to run, but it's how it's audited. And, you know, we have been extremely, extremely consistent and persistent upon the part that we do not want third party people in here auditing right. our system or you know our safety management system because that's where the expense can really go astronomically high of having a third party come in and, and audit your safety management system audit. versus audit. Having somebody internally handle that lock it up again yep you're back so you're saying having it audited is a big financial concern versus having somebody internally handle that? Yeah, internally, or we, you know, basically we we want the Coast Guard to be that auditor. We want the Coast yeah. Guard to continue to do their job and 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 just you know come and do the audit themselves rather than having a third party come in where, like I said, it's gonna it, the cost could be astronomical, especially to that single boat operator. That's interesting. So. Going into, obviously, we, I want to keep an eye on the time for us, but so safety management is a big one. Um, Dave, are there anything just from your personal side of the of being a part of the industry and a part of the PVA that you really want to see driven home and you really want to bring awareness to? Well, I think the, the, the one of the biggest concerns right now is some of the marine casualties that we've had in the industry in regards to fire and loss of life. Um, there's a, there's a big focus on that right now and, and everybody should be taking that quite seriously. Um, you know, there, there is a movement from the Coast Guard 
uh, how they're conducting some of their in, uh, inspections. And, you know, we're, we're there to help them as well. Are you specifically referring to the anniversary of the conception that just recently came up? Or- well, it's just the, the anniversary of the conception. We've got, you know, several of the marine casualties as far as, you know, fires ago. There was the spirit of Norfolk that happened down in, you know, in Virginia. We also had the Island Lady down in Florida. Um, you know, I could keep going. There's, there's a number of them and it's, you know, loss of life, which is driving a lot of this home as it should. Right. Do you, I mean, and, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and the, and the beauty of the quality partnership, as Dave mentioned earlier, that, that will be on our agenda next mm-hmm. week to discuss. And so um, I think vessel operators, domestic vessel operators can take comfort in the fact that PVA is has got an open dialogue in these issues um, uh, with with the Coast Guard and um, and will continue to do so. So um, we're not hiding under a rock on this this stuff and our safety and security committee committee is fully engaged uh, on the issue of fire and fire suppression and is communicating daily, I think, with the Coast Guard and will continue to do so. So going going into the, you know, wrapping up our conversation here, we want to make sure people know about the PVA. They don't already, but more, you know, mostly with the timing is that we have the convention coming up in January and we'll put a link in this um, post out there. So, you know, exactly where to go to see the details of it, how you would get registered, how you get your tickets um, and some of the topics there. But if you were going to leave this with a message out to your current members and future members of why would you want to attend this association met well, the association in general, but also the convention coming up in January. So, well, I mean, I, I have my own words, but I'd love to hear it from you too. Well, I could, I could sum that up pretty easily. Um, a lot of the issues that we are faced in this industry for an individual owner operator or company that is not involved in passenger vessel association to try and fight some of those fights on your own is going to be an extremely hard task for them to do. Mm-hmm. Within the association, you know, we've got the knowledge and the expertise and the power and the people, the right people in place to confront these issues as a, as an industry, as an association. You know, Dave is speaking from a vessel operator's perspective. I couldn't say it any better. Um, I just simply would underscore what he says and say, you know, there's more benefit and power in, in working together and being involved than there is in not being involved. And PVA offers uh, an opportunity for everyone to have their opinion and their voice heard. Um, We're a very open organization. Um, We're um, 80 plus percent. I think we did a a study at one point, this small companies were not controlled by the large companies, uh, you know, and we want to hear from everyone and we're stronger together than we are apart. And when we come together in meetings, such as the region meetings and the convention, it's a place for us to hear what's on everyone's minds. And um, I would just simply say it's a great investment in the industry and in your company to attend. That's fantastic. There's not a lot of opportunity out there in today's world where you get a chance to be around with your peers in a very authentic, a, a very you know present meeting and be able to have conversations and make real impact. So I think it's amazing. I'll obviously be there. 
um, Portland, right. you know, from Florida to Portland in January. <laughs> but I'm excited to be a part of the conversation. It's some real issues that are going on. And there's some real change coming down the pipeline. Um, and I think the fact that you're there for your members and you're offering a solution to let me help you, let me provide you with the resources, show up and we will do everything that we can to assist with whatever it is that you need. Um, so I'm grateful for you all being on here this morning. We will get this up Thank in the you. world. Um, you all will know how to register. We'll put the link down there so that you can get your tickets, you can get your flights and you can see, secure your spot at the Ameritrends 2024 in Portland. All right, any Thanks last for having us. Plan? Thanks, Rihanna. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you all. Enjoy your day and we'll see you next time on Voting Insider. Look forward to it. Bye Look now.